from University of Puget Sound, it's What We Do, a weekly podcast about the innovators, teachers, dreamers, and performers of Puget Sound and the stories behind the work they do. Hi, Chuck Luce here, and welcome back. May 1 is National Candidate Response Day, and millions of high school seniors across the country are anxiously deciding which college they'll choose to attend. So yesterday, we hosted a Facebook Live chat with two of our campus tour guides to give prospective students one last chance to ask those burning questions. We recorded that session live to share with you on this week's podcast. We're live. Oh, hi everyone, (laughs) we're live. My name's Presley, Uh, I'm a junior class of 2018. We're here talking to uh, Bobby and Clara. Um, These, they're two tour guides, I'm gonna let them introduce themselves, but yeah. I'm Clara. I'm a senior, class of 2017, graduating in a few weeks. I am originally from Portland, Maine, and I'm studying international political economy, double majored with environmental policy and decision making. And I'm Bobby. Uh, I'm a junior here, so I've still got one more full year. Um, I'm studying international political economy with a minor in politics and government. Um, And I'm from, did I say I'm from Bellingham, Washington? Mm -hmm. From Bellingham, Washington, only a couple hours north of here, so... Very cool. So we're going to be fielding questions from the audience, so feel free if you have a question to submit in the comments, but we'll also have some pre-written sort of written questions for us to ask uh, for prospective students to enjoy. Um, so I'm just going to start off with this sort of standard tour guide questions. Um, why did you two pick Puget Sound? I, you guys didn't pick it together, obviously, but you know, uh, why did you each pick Puget Sound, and sort of what has kept you here, what has in, in, endeared you to the school? And, yeah. Why do you enjoy it? Do you want to start? Sure, I can. Yeah, yeah, so I picked a Puget Sound. I had first read about it in the colleges that changed lives. Um, So I read about it in this book, and it still was kind of, I like had an idea in my head, but obviously I'm from Maine, so never never really visited. Um, And then an admissions counselor came to my high school in the fall, and she kind of gave a presentation on what it was like to go to school here. I was really excited. Um, And then from at that point, she... Like reached out to me over email a few times and uh, like checked in. She's like, "Hey, I see you started the application process. Any questions?" And I really felt wanted. It was cool. Like, awesome. and I don't think I had a unique experience. Puget Sound has treated every every student like that. Um, and then why I stayed has been cert- like this sounds corny, but definitely the the community here, both peers and professors, but also the staff. Like. On all my tours, I talk about um, Robert at the Alma Station, who knows my order, and I'll come in every mo- morning, and I'm like, "Hey, I'll get the regular," <laughs> and you know, people like that who really look out for um, students. So it's been a really positive place to live and learn. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So for me, I did I picked Puget Sound. I was looking at a lot of similar types of schools academically, small liberal arts schools, also in the Pacific Northwest. And I did an overnight stay at Puget Sound like I did at a number of schools. For me, it was just a really good fit socially. You know, I I really connected with my host and and, um, it's pretty ironic because he's like a pretty good friend of mine now and it's really bizarre. It's Mike Echol. Really bizarre to think that that was the first time I ever met him. But um, more than anything, it wasn't like we were going to be best friends. But he what he told me is he felt like students here were really genuine, really accepting of um, kind of who stu- who you wanted to be, and he said that he felt like at Puget Sound he could sort of had a have a plurality of, of identities and interests, um, and like in high school he wanted to be a part of a variety of different social groups, but wasn't able to do that, and here 
um, he was. So that was something I was really looking for, kind of that accepting environment where I feel like I can have friends in a variety of places. And so as for what's kept me here, uh, that's definitely, you know, something that I think keeps me here is that I feel like I have friends that do, have, you know, different interests, sort of different friend groups. And of course, there are some, you know, groups of people that I hang out with more than others, but I can kind of, people are accepting of that. And I found from my experience here that students are not only really accepting, but it seems like, you know, at least from the people I've met, people are very engaged with the world and whatever it is they're doing, whether it's academic or, or whatever, are, are pretty engaged with That's awesome. With life, so. so then can I ask, jumping sort of to the size of the school, you know, we are a smaller liberal arts community. How do you think that that small, closer-knit community has, like, affected your interactions? I don't know what kind of high schools that you came from. I came from a really smaller, high, uh, a much smaller high school, and so I wanted a smaller, closer community. And I'm curious how you feel about the community here on campus. Yeah. So I came from a high school of like 900 students or wow. so, so like moderate size, not yep. as huge as some others. So I've really liked, you know, 2600 is still a little bit bigger than a lot of liberal arts schools. So, and it's not, it's not tiny, but it's not massive either. Right. So I feel like it's really nice because um, there are plenty of people who's like, I feel like all the time I see new faces that I've, that I've never seen before. And I feel like I'm meeting people every semester. Yeah. But I think just the nature of going to somewhere that's a little bit smaller, it does feel like people have your back a little bit more just because it's not such a seed um, that's awesome people yeah so. yeah I mean I love being able to walk bet uh, between classes and even if I don't know people by name I at least recognize their face and like give them a smile and a, like a quick nod like, yeah that's oh, my hey. experience too is like I see them in passing and it's just a really welcoming place and I also enjoy the fact that we only have one dining hall so I can not have a plan yeah. to get a meal with someone and like know that I can walk in and recognize to sit with and it's good that's awesome yeah so we actually just got a question about meals Sweet. thank you to the uh, natasha the asker what are the differences in the meal plans and what would you recommend for freshmen and i'm going to tag that on to a different question that we had of you know how how do you guys like the food is it as good or as bad as we might think it is yeah. um you know you're talking to a senior who has a full meal plan, so yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> food is good, and it's awesome to have somebody else do your dishes and uh, yeah, right? cook for you. No complaints here. So food, food. There are four options for a meal plan. Is it light, medium? If you live on campus, yeah, light, light medium, medium, heavy, mega, hearty, hearty, or hearty, something like that. Light, four medium, options. hearty, I think it's hearty mega. And mega yeah. That sounds and right. then there's a separate. I always call it the logger instead, <laughs> like maybe false advertising, but yeah. So and those sort of just depending on your own dietary preferences. And I correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe we pay per what you order as opposed to some yeah. campuses where you pay just on entering the right. So you just uh, yeah swipe your card every. Yeah, so it's like I, the way I explain it on a tour. It's like a like a debit card system. You start with one big bank account and you're just debiting each purchase per, yeah. so you're only charged per item so you're able to kind of budget where you're spending your points so we have the three cafes and our kind of like pizza late night dining option as well yep. as the central diner and so you know if you if you're a pizza fiend you can spend all your points at the cellar but it's good pizza it I is really recommend good. <laughs> but i would recommend as a first year just sticking with the medium um that's what i got you can always add points you can't take them away so just kind of err on the side of caution but the medium is usually a good fit for people i'll tack in just a little thing there so i'm a junior but i still i still also have an on-campus meal plan just because I'm really busy and not the best with time management. So right. for me, you know, going home, making food in my kitchen, it's a lot easier to just buy food there. As It's actually interesting. Last week, I just got to take a tour just spontaneously with a few other people of the tour of, of the sub or diner. And, and it was pretty cool to see how it's made. But one of the things, because I asked them what kinds of things should you tell as prospective students about this, 
about the sub. And he said, one thing that's unique about Puget Sound is that instead of like going through a big food service corporation, Puget Sound buys almost all of their food like independently. So yeah. it allows us to have a little bit more fresher food, a little bit more seasonally. And it's I think it's all pretty good quality. You know, I've been eating it for, for about three years straight <laughs> now. So not going to lie, sometimes it gets a, a little old. But as far, I have had no problems as far as quality, um, you know, and... and um, yeah. I, think, yeah. I mean, I know from personal experience walking around, you could see people preparing food in front of you and then like putting it on yeah. ready for you to eat. And there's always a variety of options that I really, really enjoy. And like, I've right. never not been able to find something, which is always great. Yeah. And the text in system is awesome. Oh, yeah. You can text, talk in, about that. You can text in comments. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I've had several success stories. We have pre made breakfast sandwiches that we sell at one of our cafes, and they put mayonnaise on them for some reason. And yeah, I that was, was angry. Weird. <laughs> and so I texted in, and I was like, hey, how about no mayonnaise? Let, them add, let people add it themselves, and no mayonnaise. Yeah, <laughs> I think they're, they're able to accept criticism, which is so, awesome. <laughs> little things. things. I'll make the changes. If you if you text in, so food is important. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just saying we we have some awesome questions from people. So I'm gonna jump a little bit more to the academic side for a minute or two and talk to you guys about some stuff. Uh, so could you re-mention uh, for people that have jumped on what your majors are again? Yeah, so I'm international political economy or IPE with a minor in politics and government in Clara. Yeah, I'm also international political economy, um, <laughs> and I'm doubled with environmental policy. When you came into the school, had you prepared? Did you know the majors that you were going to be going into? Have any idea coming with credits or anything like that? Or was it complete in the dark, just go for it? Yeah. So for me, I had really no idea what I wanted to do. I, I was sort of interested in the environmental policy stuff, and I was really close to taking that track, um, at least as a minor. Yeah. Um, so that's sort of what I was leaning to. That's part of why I picked a, a, a liberal arts school is because I wanted time to you know, take a variety of classes and explore what I wanted to do. So for me, it, it worked out pretty well because I took intro to international political economy my first semester here, had Lisa Nunn. I don't know if either of you have had I it. love Lisa. Uh, okay, I had Lisa Nunn, and as you guys know, she has just so much energy. It's kind of, she's kind a really of fun professor, yeah. But she's really fun. So I just fell in love with it my first semester here, so I was really lucky that, that I found that pretty quick. But And so I then I declared, I, th I think I still didn't declare until my sophomore year, but... Um, yeah, Fair. I came in thinking bio pre-med track and oh, wow. <laughs> came out Quite a social shift. science major. <laughs> Similar to Bobby, I took the intro IPE course my freshman fall or first year fall and mm. had a pretty amazing professor. She's on sabbatical right now, but Emily mm. Piney. <laughs> and also at the same time as the biology, like the introductory biology class and definitely preferred the IPE. So that's kind of the track I stuck with, but that's awesome. it was good to get some diversity in classes and figure it out. So I'm going to ask a question from Walter now, uh, who asks, uh, what's the average weekday like? So just based on your sort of opinion, mm -hmm. like, you know, your general, so you've been here for a few semesters and they're mm -hmm. going to be different uh, week to week, uh, or uh, semester to semester, excuse right. me. But, you know, walk us through maybe a, a typical day, so, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, so I can start. I, I mean, what's cool, it's a common thread across campuses. Students are involved in so much beyond academics. Um, so for me, a typical weekday would usually have two classes. I mean, you can kind of plan your schedule accordingly, but typically I try to balance out two classes on my Wednesday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and two on Tuesday, Thursday to not kind of heavy yeah. load. 
So I would have two classes. So uh, as a social scientist, ours are typically in the early afternoon. So so not up too early, but I usually work out in the morning. So get up around eight, go to the gym, um, get some food in our diner, then have two classes or so. I also work on campus at one of our coffee shops. So maybe I'll have a two hour shift. And then club meetings are typically in the early evenings. So an hour or two dedicated to whichever activity I have that day. At night, I would have a few hours of homework, so I go to the library usually. Yeah, it's a full day, but you can kind of manage your time how you want, and if you have a particularly heavy academic week, you don't have to go to your one-hour club meeting, and yeah. you get someone to cover your shift with work, but... Yeah. So or you flexible and skip the workout, yeah. <laughs> skip yeah. the games. Never. For me, pretty similar kind of thing. It seems like most semesters, it's generally two and two, like two classes on the Monday, Wednesday, Friday, schedule and then two on the, the Thursday, yeah. the, Tuesday, the Tuesday, Thursday. Um, this semester, I have three hour and a half classes on Tuesday, Thursday. So Tuesday, mm-hmm. Thursdays are a little heavy. Yeah. So today yeah. I went to all three of those classes, got some food at the diner, ran to some friends, then messed around with them. We, for a ran we had Clara. lunch together. Yeah, we had lunch That's together. Awesome. And then usually, you know, like today I'm going to try and, um, you know, get a workout in, but I'll, I'll go to a climbing club or something like that and then uh, spend the evening in the library. So similar type of thing. How do you balance all of the jobs that you have to do. I Because I think when you come to college, there's a, a lot more expectation of individuality and being able to manage your own time and stuff like that. And I'm curious if you guys have any strategies you would be willing to share with our audience. Day planner, buy it. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're great. You can write down coming <laughs> assignments. I'm very much like a checklist person. So awesome. sometimes I'll like even write something down after I've done it just to cross it out. But yeah, keep a day planner or like maybe your Google Calendar or something, and that will keep you on it. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Same for me. As I mentioned earlier, I'm not the best with time management. So like <laughs> coming to college, that transition was was a little bit tough for me to, to learn how to manage my time since you're spending less time in class. But checklists for me work really well. And I like to kind of, I kind of, I'll just come up with like kind of nerdy graphs usually and like graph out my homework by when it's due. And like when I'm feeling really stressed, like finals week, like I just made one today, to, you know, got like each day. And then what's due on what each day for what class and that sort of thing. But um, if it gets the job done, it's productive, right? Yeah. Also, a little word of advice. I don't know. If this is just the case for me. I find that I am so much more efficient the more I do. So ironically, yeah. if I go and work out, then I'm so much or something like that to fill my day. Then I like I, tuned into I'm it. So much more tuned in than if I leave my whole day open to study. Ironically, so cool. So we've talked about academics a little bit. I'm going to pivot mm-hmm. to talk about some of the party scenes, some of the more, you know, the, the not school scene of school. Totally. Yeah. Um, so can I ask, you know, what is, it, what is your opinion of the party scene? This is probably something you guys get asked as tour guides, and I'm curious to hear what you guys think about it. And, you know, are we a big party school? Mm-hmm. You know, do we think partying's okay? Those sorts of questions. Yeah. Whoever wants to take it. Yeah, I will say um, this is not... <laughs> a huge rowdy party school um, is how I start. Um, If partying is your thing and you like want to go have a good time, I'm sure you could find it, but there's also a lot going on outside of that and there's no pressure to drink. Um, And I, this is happened a few weeks ago, I had like one of my favorite nights of college and I think it really epitomizes Puget Sound. I went to one of my best friends off campus, Um, I think probably you were there as well. It was a like an acoustic show in a house. It was like one lead vocalist and then th- uh, a, a bassist and a 
guy playing acoustic Students guitar. performing? Or yeah, just students like, performing. Awesome. Put on by students. Just like everyone um, packed into a living and room. And yeah. it was about it was 50 so people fun. in a living room and just <laughs> like... It, the most amazing night and that is what the Puget Sound party scene is like just people like getting together <laughs> and like hanging out. hanging out and it wasn't some big rager like there wasn't you know it's like, not rowdy. Keg, like yeah but it was my favorite night of college and so it was like wow this is pretty that's a great experience spot. yeah um, yeah similar so. kind of thing for me I mean this is the only college I've been to so obviously I can't compare it <laughs> right. to a lot uh I think it's definitely there if you're looking for it like any weekend. I don't think that if, if that's like the centerpiece of your social life, I don't think Puget Sound's the right school for you. But if you're looking for it, it's there. You know, I think that the difference, as you mentioned, with between maybe Puget Sound and bigger schools is that I feel like it is a little bit smaller, a little bit more confined here. Um, and it's it's sort of a little bit more social in a, in a more low-key way. Yeah. Um, and, and I personally never really felt pressured to do anything that, that I, I didn't want to. So I think it's there if you're looking for it, but it's not the centerpiece of social life. That's good. So, I believe you mentioned that this party was in an on-campus house, correct? Or was it off-campus? Oh, this is mine. Yeah, this is off-campus, but... Well, the reason I asked is because I'm curious about housing. Um, We've gotten a question uh, about what the different freshman dorms are. We call them residence halls, just FYI. Um, And what would you recommend? And also, just your own campus living. You know, you guys both have on-campus meal plans, but that doesn't necessarily mean you live on campus, and maybe share some of those distinctions with our viewers. Yeah. As far as on-campus living for for first years, do you guys know how many residence halls we have? I counted it out. We had 10. 10 residence halls, and most of them are for first first years. I'd say I think all, 10 is right, yeah, having just counted. Yeah, okay. I like, named them in my head. I'm not sure if I missed They're them. all pretty similar. We have North Quad and then South Quad. I think the, the one the rooms in North Quad tend to be a little bit bigger since they're newer, <laughs> but there's there's not a huge difference. I lived in Schiff Residence Hall my first year, which I so love because I. the whole theme... <laughs> we're like the same. Uh, <laughs> I love living in Schiff because the whole theme of the residence hall is outdoor recreation. Those are so, awesome, yeah. So it's really fun to have every like a community of like-minded people like that. There are other themes as well. Yeah, what there are, are some of the themes per floor? So we have um, some residential themes uh, this year. Um, we have the business leadership cohort um, living together on one floor, and that's in Todd Fibbs, our largest first year residence hall. And then we have um, an honors and humanities cohort living in uh, Register, which is yep. uh, one of our also uh, one of our first year. I don't know if you can see it, but it's this building in the background right here. <laughs> um, so as a first year, most students will live, I think it's something like 90% of first year students are in a double. And then um, we have a few triples, but those rooms increase in size. Um, so you live in kind of what you would expect a typical dorm room. Yeah. And then um, as a sophomore and beyond, you have a lot more options. So uh, we have do you want to talk about like, yeah so actually well the building houses. we're in now is all reserved for juniors and seniors which is uh thomas hall so it's all uh, apartment style living and then where a lot of sophomores end up living is trimble hall which is all suite style living so it's usually five to eight people or so per suite um, everyone has their own little room and then you guys will share a, a kitchenette and a, a living space uh, but then what's really cool is the school owns like 56 on-campus houses um, and some of those have themes so uh there's an outdoor theme house that we call the outhouse uh, actually, my favorite theme that I've ever heard of was the Pancake Theme House. Do you remember that? Our first year here. Yeah, I love the Pancake um, Theme House. I miss them. So as a student, you can have a theme for all sorts of stuff. Oh, but, yeah, they have um, And you just apply to live in those those theme houses. So that's where I lived last year. And they're right on they're right on the edge of campus or pretty much part of campus. So they're, right. I, they're really easy. It's not like you're really living off campus even though right. you're in a house. So you get all the benefits of living in a house, all the benefits of still being able to wake up late and make it yeah. to your Still to be able to get to your class. Like 
So we've gotten a few questions about transportation, so I'm going to ask some Whoa. of those. Whoa. <laughs> so my internship was in transportation. That's why. Oh, there <laughs> and we Bobby go. and I live close to each other this summer, so he was always hearing about it. <laughs> uh, well, so we've gotten one question about um, how many or can students have cars? You know, as a freshman or other, you know, uh, ages. Free all four years. Yep, I have a car. It's really easy. Uh, you can get a little sticker that says you're allowed to park in certain places, and I found it to be really easy. But one in three students have cars, so don't feel pressured to bring one. If you have three friends, chances are one will have one. <laughs> <laughs> then segue to, is there transportation in Seattle? And I'm going to sort of extend that to be like, how's the public transportation around Tacoma and up to Seattle? Yeah. I haven't done a whole lot of tra public transportation around Tacoma. Uh, I have taken the bus downtown. It's, it's really easy. You just hop on the bus on 6th Avenue a couple blocks away, and it takes you right downtown. Um, for me, mostly, so I'm lucky enough to have a car, which makes it a little easier to get off campus, but um, it seems like almost everyone here has a bike. So I'd say a bike's pretty essential because uh, yeah. the whole surrounding area is pretty bike friendly. Um, and then, there, yeah, there is public transportation into Seattle. It's actually really easy to get to the, the airport, SeaTac, via the bus. Yeah, um, it's, it's 375 to get um, yeah, from yeah. the Tacoma Dome Station, which is about 15 minutes away yep. or so. Big <clears throat> transportation hub. Um, and you can also check out the cards, the bus cards from our student government office for free. They're like library books. You can have them for three days, business days. Um, but we have a good local bus route and it's right on the edge of campus. Um, and then you can bus from here to Seattle. Um, you can get south to Olympia, to Portland on a train even from the Tacoma Dome Station. Yeah, I've taken so. the Sounder train up to Seattle. Yeah. It's super easy and yeah. cheap. Yeah, and the bus to the airport is great. Um, I always, always tell first year students to take it at least once and yeah. it's, it's not scary and it's, it's cheap. <laughs> great, great <laughs> things to have at college, yeah, right? I think it's awesome. <laughs> um, so we keep getting questions. I really appreciate the questions. Everyone keep sending them in, please. <laughs> um, so we got a question is, do you continue to talk with your advisor after sophomore year? Um, so from my recollection, you get an advisor, it's sort of pre-assigned to you based on a class that you're taking when you're a freshman, and then once you pick a major, you will pick an advisor in that field of major, but can you talk us through that a little bit more about yeah. what, what the advisor's role is in a student's life and how often you might communicate with yours? Um, yeah, so I came in and, as I said, I was initially interested in doing sort of environmental stuff, um, so my advisor was initially in the environmental policy department. Really, really great guy. Um, but then once I officially declared to be an IPE major, mm -hmm. I, I asked one of my professors, who actually the head of his department, to be to be his advisor or to be my advisor. Yeah. So he's you know helped me pick out classes every semester. You're required to meet with your advisor every semester to help you pick out classes um, and that sort of stuff. But uh, I was just in his office the other day to to chat with him about classes and yeah. um, you know I think sort of the nice thing as you know as we talk about uh, being a little bit smaller school is is you get to know your advisor and all of your professors well. So uh, he, helped me, he helped me pick out my class and I was thinking about actually adding a double major so I got to have his opinion on that, which was super, super helpful. Um, and then we ended up just chatting about the international relations sort yeah. of things for a while, but yeah. You can, yeah, um, I mean, as Bobby said, at minimum you meet once a semester, but I uh, can't imagine ever that you've yeah. been doing them. Yeah. Like they just really care about getting to know you. I mean, I've been, to my advisor's house a few times now for dinner. Um, That's awesome. And when I turned 21, I went and got a beer with him. So not the night of, but <laughs> um, yeah. So they very much helpful in the academic sense and trying to get to know you as a, as a you know outside of the academics as well. Um, yeah. That's awesome. So. so we got some questions about school spirit. 
How do we how do we celebrate our school spirit? How, how, what's our school spirit like? <laughs> I know, but I want you to tell them. Um, I would say as far as sporting events, you know, of course, it's not like the huge rah-rah atmosphere of like University of Washington or some other big yeah. school. Um, that being said, I, I think people are definitely pretty stoked to be, you know, to be here. Um, and kind of the nice thing about, about going to, to like school spirit at, at basketball games and that sort of, sort of stuff is it might not be that huge atmosphere, but um, you might have a class with one of the, the you know, the point guard or the, yeah. the quarterback or something like that. So it's a little bit more intimate, intimate experience. And I know that for myself, um, I think when in high school, my school spirit manifested itself in that sort of raw, raw way. Yeah. Um, and here it's a little bit different, but it's it's just sort of like I feel uh, that the school has a lot of really, you know, I'm, I'm proud of the school. A lot of things about the school has a lot of great things to offer. Um, and so in that way, I think I really am uh, proud to be to be a logger and a part of this community. That's great. Um, yeah, I mean, our I and mean, just this year, our women's basketball team was top of the conference, undefeated until uh, I think the division championships. I think that's right. Uh, that sounds. Um, I went to a bunch of the games. I just can't remember the record exactly. Um, but it was really cool to see the, the student section was mm -hmm. filled. Um, and you just had like, you know, a bunch of cheerleaders coordinating, you know, some spirit. And it was great to see such a high attendance. And I've definitely noticed that with football games as well, ever since I've been here. Um, we won our first game in a, a few years, my <laughs> freshman year, um, and it was an away game, and I remember like hundreds of students crowded <laughs> yeah. this parking lot when the bus came in um, with the football team. We just rushed them. Yeah, and then wow. they've had, like, they've been working really hard. And we had been, a pretty good year. Yeah, we, um, the past two seasons have yeah. been seasons, and um, definitely more fans, so it's been fun to be a part of. Um, there's definitely some longer pride. Oh, there's the football guys right now. Sorry. Yeah, they, yeah, you see them around. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think the school spirit's a lot of fun here, and I don't, yeah, I think it's completely right that it's not always riotous and crazy, but it can be so much fun. And even intramurals, too. Intramural yeah, volleyball is coming sports. up, like the championships, and like there's a t shirt on the line. People are really into it. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so, we've got some other questions about safety. And uh, that's always a big issue on college campuses nowadays. We want our place to be safe. And so how do you feel about the safety on campus? You know, have you ever felt, you know, have you always felt safe here? And also, in the, I would say the greater Tacoma area where we are, how, how do you feel about safety? Yeah, so as a first year student, when you first get to campus, um, you learn the Puget Sound security number, 253-879-3311. Um, they also have a Safeway card, so if you don't have a club card, you can just use that. Um, so that has definitely been reinforced in my mind because yeah. I don't have a Safeway card yet. Um, anyway, so it, I you know, jokingly talk about the phone number, but it's ingrained in my head, and it's um, a good thing to know. Um, they have 24-hour security escorts. Um, so if you're ever at a point on campus or even kind of in the surrounding area, they will um, escort you in a, a vehicle, um, and they also just patrol throughout the yeah. throughout the day and night. Um, so I feel incredibly safe, even in the like off-campus area where we live in the residential neighborhoods. I run at night um, and feel okay. Um, it's definitely a personal, you know, that's my experience. I'm not of speaking course. for everybody, yeah. but um, I would say. You know, despite the, the isolated incidents that will happen anywhere you are, um, it's a, an overall very safe place. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a second that? From from my personal experience, I've never felt, really, really haven't ever felt unsafe on campus or in the surrounding area, even walking around at night. Uh, that's that's just my experience. But for, you know, as like kind of you mentioned, for the most part, the only, the, the biggest crime that happens is 
bike theft on campus sometimes. Yeah, yeah um, get a U-bolt, lock it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I locked my frame. relatively flashy bike up without a U-bolt, which was silly and it got stolen a little while ago. But for the most part, um, yeah, I mean, I, I have never felt unsafe, so. That's awesome. That's great. Uh, I'm going to ask this one. It's a little bit, it's a difficult question because it's questions that are being posed at a lot of campuses nowadays and all across the country is how's racial and socioeconomic diversity and how does that play a factor in the school community and those yeah. sorts of things. And I'm curious as tour guides, how you, how you all would, I know it's not really a question, but yeah. just your opinions and yeah. what's going um, on. That's a really good question. I would say, um, one thing that I really think is really cool about Puget Sound is there's a huge amount of geographic diversity. Um, yeah. So people from all over, which I think it's kind of funny because this is a little bit off topic, but when, when you first come here as, as a first year, uh, everyone's like kind of like picking out differences in everyone's yeah. speech because there's a lot of geographic diversity. Um, unfortunately, I feel like there's not that same degree of, of diversity in, in ethnicity yeah. here. Uh, I think it's like just be somewhere between 20-25% of students are, are consider themselves students of color. Um, so, um, you know, and sometimes I do feel like in, in classes, every, it sort of uh, tends to lean a little bit political left, um, and so it sort of like can be a little bit homogenous in terms of yeah. uh, political opinion and that sort of thing. So, which is uh, more comforting, but I think it's, it's uh, healthy to be somewhere with a little bit more diversity, even if it is infuriating if, you have, if you're in class with somebody that has different political views. So, yeah. I will, say, I will say, I've, I've been talking about this, um, a lot on my tours is very cool. cold. Jackson, get out of there. <laughs> um, I think that we have made an active effort to address this issue, um, and we have the Tacoma Access Program with yep. the public schools, um, where we cover the remainder of need. And I think um, we also have our Posse Scholarship that um, just joined campus. And on top of that, trying to bring in a diversity of ideas, we had a, a conservative talk radio show host yeah. come to campus. Uh, it was probably a month ago at this point, put on by the Business Leadership Program. And it was in this building, actually, and all 75 seats plus standing room. Yeah. Um, well attended and just good conversation with a speaker that most of the students didn't necessarily agree with, but it was productive conversation, and I think it was really important to have a different perspective. That's great. So... I think just like an active effort to address the issue and it's a slow moving thing and it's yeah. not going to happen overnight, but it's definitely on the radar. And I know our new president, Isaiah Crawford, um, has kind of made that a focal point of his um, time here on campus. Absolutely. And he's excited to address that. So well, one more thing I'll yeah, chip in real quick because I forgot to mention it, but we do have like the center. We have a few organizations on campus that I think really address that. Uh, so we have our Center for Intercultural Civic Engagement, which yep. of course uh, helps facilitate student intercultural um, and community engagement. And then uh, we also have a student diversity center and the school has a huge basically grand strategy um, of the student diversity plan. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, it's supposed to you know, help in, encourage that um, and certainly make students of color feel, feel um, totally safe on campus and, and you know, promote diversity on campus. So All awesome things. Oh, and a lot of identity and faith-based groups as well. Yeah, so. there's a ton of clubs um, around it and Black Student you know. Union, yeah. uh, Latinos Unidos. I mean, it's been... I think there are outlets for a, a all of the walks of life that you could imagine, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we got another question. Uh, is there a lot to do on the weekends? I, you know, it's a little broad, but I think maybe you can chime in on your own weekend experience. And Yeah. yeah. Um, Tacoma is... Uh, 
It's a hopping. It's a yeah. hopping spot. <laughs> we're we're just we're very like Tacoma itself is great, and then we're accessible to um, the Cascades and the Olympic National Park. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot to do outside, and um, you know, one in three students have cars, which we've t- touched on. So easy to get off campus, um, but also a lot going on on campus and mm-hmm. in kind of the surrounding Tacoma area. Um, typically, I'll, like. We'll do, it seems like, at least one potluck a weekend. This one, Bobby and I just have... Who doesn't like potluck? Yeah, so whether it's at an on-campus house or student off-campus or cooking in your residence hall, um, that's a fun way to get get together with students hanging out. Um, yeah. Like, I ski a lot, so does Bobby. Yeah. He's a, yeah, mo- he's a snowboarder. I'm a snowboarder. It's all about the snowboarder. <laughs> we need more snowboarders if you come up. If you're a snowboarder, yeah. come here. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd second that. I, I love being outdoors, so when I can, I, I do try and get out, uh, get outside. But uh, like Clara said, there's there's all, a lot of potlucks, it seems like, going on. It's <laughs> like the example of that really fun like house concert we had. Um, and like last weekend, went to my, my buddy's jazz uh, orchestra concert. That So yeah. there's all, it seems like there's always something yeah. that kind of surprised me, the potlucks awesome. that I'll do. But. So you two both mentioned the love of the outdoors. We have the Olympic Peninsula and the, you know, mountain ranges right here. Um, we had a question earlier about, you know, people who really like the outdoors, what should they bring, what should they expect, those sorts of things. How do you feel about the outdoorsy scene and stuff like that? You know, is it fun? Do you like to go hiking or backpacking, camping, yeah. canoeing, anything else that I could think of? Um, I, I mean, one thing um, <clears throat> that I really like about Tacoma is so uh, within Belling, so where I'm from, Bellingham, there's a lot of outdoor access within the city. Yeah. So I came to Tacoma, it's a little bit bigger city, so it's not quite as much outdoor access directly within Tacoma. Um, of course, that's not saying much because Bellingham has so much. But um, what the thing I've really found about Tacoma that's cool is that there's so much outdoor access within like a two-hour radius. Because yeah. you have Olympic National Park uh, within two hours, Mount Rainier National Park in the opposite direction under two hours to the border. Uh, so many climbing areas, uh, two places to ski within under two hours. So... Um, yeah, and yeah. then a whole variety of clubs too. Climbing club, the kayak club is really, really a cool about to talk club. About that. Yeah. Um, so the kayak club, for those of you that don't know, is really beginner friendly, but yeah. they have some people that are just like really, really good at kayaking, like near pro level. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, just to jump in, we we take out the lanes on Monday and Thursday nights of our new pool, and it's a, like this beautiful glass pool, so you can actually see inside, and you yeah. can look in and see like. 30 kayak boats, like, like tooling around, practicing skills and things. Yeah. And then Puget Sound Outdoors is actually our largest club on campus. I think That's it awesome. has just shy of 1,000 members. So they'll, um, if you're subscribed to their emails, they'll send out a weekly email with trips. So um, the students will lead those once they've gone through our outdoor leadership experience. Um, and there'll be, cl- uh, you know, kayaking, climbing, skiing. We do a mountain shuttle to ski. Um, alternating between those two resorts that Bobby talked about, Snoqualmie um, and Crystal. Crystal. Oh my gosh, yeah, man. Let's get together. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot to do outside. Um, so, you can definitely. I've definitely had tons of great, like, hiking and climbing. And, you know, one of the things that I love is just right here, um, Point Defiance Park is, like, great. It's this giant park that overlooks the whole sound. And I always love if I just need a quick hike. Yeah, going through there. And it is a huge park. I think it's, it's one of the gigantic. biggest city parks in the nation. So it's, yeah, it's really awesome. And plus, there's tons of area to walk around and enjoy uh, yeah. close by. 
Um, sorry, I'm going to filter through it. We've gotten so many questions, I really appreciate it, so I'm going to keep uh, looking through those. Um, but I'm going to jump quickly back to our academics uh, stuff, because we've gotten a couple of academic questions about, did you guys come in with AP or IB credits, um, and how do those work out, and did you get credit for those, and uh, questions like that, coming in with pre-existing yeah, yeah I'm, a, I'm a success story. I had a, oh, yeah? <laughs> I was able to graduate in three and a half years, so I was able to take a semester off actually midway through here. Um, not that I want, not that I like needed to get off campus, but right. it was um, a cool kind of supplement of my time here. So I had, um, I think, six AP classes that I had credit for. Wow. And, um, so it just kind of put me as a, a little bit later class standing. Um, and then I took a semester off and traveled through South America by myself. So it Very was really, cool. really fun. Um, but the IB and AP, I'm not sure what the, the cutoff is, like what score you have to get. But it, I think it varies class by class because I had one or two credits that carried, but one of the scores I did not get high enough and it didn't carry over. Mm -hmm. But okay. it was high enough on other scores to carry. So I think it's based on that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on the other end of the spectrum. I, I took a variety of AB classes in high school, but didn't. Uh, I didn't end up getting credit for any of, of them here, um, but I'm on track, you know, to graduate within four years as yeah. almost. Oh yeah, you certainly don't need them. So. Sorry, I didn't want to paint that. No. Down. Oh, no, I don't no, think no, that was painted. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, worked out for me. Too. Yeah, I've never once. I came up with one AP credit, and I like, mm. I'm totally good and go yeah. to my credits and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so we got a question earlier about. Uh, career and appointment services and what they're like on campus. Uh, this is an area that we have on campus to help people find jobs in the future. So can you speak to what they do more specifically and or sort of how people could go about contacting them to get information? Yeah. Um, if you know. If yeah, you know. yeah, I'll start off. Um, especially as I'm moving closer and closer towards being a graduating senior. Yeah, you and me are both <laughs> in this board We right have now. a little bit of time. Yeah. Um, so it's not quite as pertinent, but... Um, <clears throat> CES, they, they offer a huge variety of services actually. Um, that I've, so I've been there for a number of things like having them kind of, you know, uh, look over your resume and giving you really good resume feedback. And I've actually used for almost, like I've written all the cover letters I've written recently, I've used their template. Um, they have a great template. I've the been template working with really it as well. well. Um, so they'll, they'll do that kind of stuff. Um, I took, um, I went there for a service to take what's called the strong interest inventory once, and that was really, really helpful for sort of helping me narrow down a little bit the sort of fields I'm thinking of going into, because uh, someone was able to sit down and we spent like 20 or 30 minutes sort of talking about the results I got from this test. But yeah. um, one other thing that just, just as far as my, they offer more things than this, but one thing that I've done there is they have uh, Ask Night, which is oh, alumni sure. sharing knowledge. Uh, which was really nice for me to be able to go and talk to people that had been in the same major or in similar majors or even in actually totally different majors uh, and get advice from alumni on, um, you know, how their, you know, how, how employment and yeah. all that after college. So, Sorry, we someone got excited. Sorry, continue. <laughs> and yeah, do you have any that's what stories I, I have. Yeah, I actually um, used Career and Employment Services to get an internship <laughs> two years ago. I was connected with an alum. They teach you how to use LinkedIn, which is actually like a quite intimidating It's like a science, thing. yeah. It's <laughs> so um, they teach you how to use LinkedIn. I took a class called Environmental Careers, and we had two sessions where a representative from Career and Employment Services came in and um, did some cover letter writing workshops and helped with resumes. And then uh, all the students are actually subscribed whether you like it or not, to their weekly email or maybe bi-weekly. I think it's um, bi. 
bi-weekly they do tabling outside of the diner at the sub so uh, if you're walking in to get lunch you are gonna run into Korean Implant Services and they have um, at least one if not two career fairs this semester um, bringing in I mean we're right near Seattle so we have huge companies like Amazon and Boeing and Microsoft yeah. um, Nordstrom is based in Seattle so all of these um, companies coming in excited about loggers. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I found so, them to be super helpful, even if it's really intimidating. But yeah, sort of the nature of becoming an adult, I think, a little bit. <laughs> I had a friend who just got hired by Survey Monkey, so she was a, yeah, a yeah. career and employment services bringing in a recruiter. So That's awesome. Um, yeah. Definitely helpful. There's, there's a number of companies that like return to Puget Sound every year to like poll students. Like when I was a first year, my one of my buddies was a senior and he got hired by Hitachi Consulting right after. And apparently Hitachi and a, you know, a number of other companies come every semester sort of looking for new loggers to feed yeah. into their company. So That's awesome. So we've sort of approached the end of our time. Uh, everyone, thank you guys so much for tuning in and watching this live stream. It's the first time we've done this, so we really appreciate your feedback. We'll still be taking questions in the comments if you guys want to keep sending them in. Sorry if we couldn't get to all the ones that you submitted. We promise we want to answer your questions and give you the best advice possible. Um, thank you guys, Clara and Bobby, so much. Yeah. Uh, any last things you want to say to our audience before we end the show? Uh, I'll just say good luck with the college admissions yeah, process. Of luck. course, I can't see you, so uh, <laughs> I don't know if, if those of you that are watching will come here. But, uh, of course, I would love it if, if uh, you know you guys did come here next year. But uh, it's a big process. Uh, it was the right fit for me, so so hopefully it's the right fit for you. But, of course, you know there's a lot of... A lot of schools out there, so super well said. Anything? Yeah, I think Bobby said it quite quite well. It's as much a choice um, for you as it is a choice of Peter Sound to let you, you know, into this place. Yeah. And I think um, it's really great that you're putting so much effort into the process because you're, you know, four years of your life living and learning, and you want to make sure it's a good good spot. So. Good luck, and well congrats said. on being done with senior year. Yeah, you guys did <laughs> We're it. almost there. Uh, thanks again, everyone, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. What We Do is brought to you by University of Puget Sound. Join us next Wednesday for another story about what we do at Puget Sound. And if you liked this podcast, rate us on iTunes.